share my heart for a little bit, share the word of God. As you guys saw, Pastor Eddie Amanda in Clarksville, being able to minister to them. Are y'all, are y'all thankful for Pastor Eddie and Amanda? 40 years of ministry, 40 years of marriage this year. And so they, they're still together. That's awesome. Yeah. Praise the Lord. And guess what? Their children still love the Lord. That's a big testimony. The children love the Lord in their adult age. And so we are so blessed to have Pastor Eddie and Amanda as pastors here and all the staff and everything that they do. Um, just want to say thank you for that. So let's turn to the Bible. Psalms 136. If you want to turn on your Bible, turn in your Bible. Psalms 136. Psalms 136 is Thanksgiving. And we're going to talk about that a little bit. Psalms 136. And this is verses 1 through 3. Psalms 136, 1 through 3. Oh, give thanks to the Lord. For he is good, for his mercy endures forever. Oh, give thanks to the God of gods, for his mercy endures forever. Oh, give thanks to the Lord of lords, for his mercy endures forever. His mercy endures forever. I'm going to title this message, A Time to Give Thanks. A Time to Give Thanks. Let's pray again. Father, I thank you so much for your word and your goodness to us. Oh, man, you've been so good to us. Lord, we just thank you and we praise you, Lord. And I, I pray, God, as we dive into your word, that your, your truth endures for all generations. And, Lord, I pray that this truth of the word will shine in our hearts. God, I pray that as we open your scripture, God, you speak to us. Lord, I pray that we'll have ears to hear, eyes to see, a heart to perceive what you want to speak to us individually. In this hour, in this day in which we live, God, we give you the glory. We listen for your voice in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Thanksgiving. How many of y'all are excited about Thanksgiving? How many of y'all love Thanksgiving? Yeah. How many of y'all love turkey, ham, both, <laughs> all of it? Well, all right. Let me ask you this. Who's already decorated for Christmas? Y'all a bunch of heathens. Look at y'all. Raise your hand. Oh yeah. You're just so... <laughs> You've already decorated for Christmas and um, love that season, but I love Thanksgiving. We haven't decorated yet in my house. My wife has asked me if we could, but I said, honey, I love harvest time. I love, I love this season of Thanksgiving and um, I love it all. I love sweet potato pie. I love, I love pumpkin pie. I love, my wife makes an amazing corn pudding casserole. I think corn pudding, corn casserole. She makes an amazing corn casserole. I even love the nasty cranberry stuff that you kind of slide out of a can and it just kind of whops right there on the platter. I love it all. That stuff is good. I love Thanksgiving. I love this season that we're in. You know, Thanksgiving is it's in this country. It's we celebrate it because it was a proclamation. We have a little bit of history about it, but Thanksgiving didn't start with us. It didn't start with America before there was a proclamation of a president or before there was what Squanto and the pilgrims before all that. Thanksgiving was celebrated in ancient Israel, in ancient scripture, in the Psalms. That's, that's where Thanksgiving comes from. In Thanksgiving, it's not just a holiday, but it's actually a way of life. The Hebrew tradition of Thanksgiving, or to give thanks, is that of a public acknowledgement. It's not something that you just did in a private manner, but it was something that you did publicly. And, and this, and the scripture that we just read in Psalms 136, it talks about the mercy of the Lord endures forever. You know, that word, some of your translations, they, they translate it into love. The, the love of the Lord endures forever, or, or it's also can translated loyal love. I like the word mercy in this, in this context because it, it means 
Hey, love is so broad in our language. I love my dog. I love my neighbor. You know, I love, I love my neighbor, so I let him borrow something. That's because I love him. But mercy is, is different. Mercy is, I, I, I'll show mercy to my neighbor. He's been crazy to me, but I want to let him have something. I, he deserves something else, but I'm going to give it to him anyways. That's what mercy is. So the mercy of the Lord endures forever because we deserve the opposite. We deserve the opposite. So Thanksgiving is a public acknowledgement. It's a public decoration um, in Israel. When I was in, I was in Israel a handful of years ago, and I met a guy, guy named Yaakov Damkani. His Yaakov is the English word for Jacob. And I was, I was, when I met him, I was instantly just like, man, this guy's the real deal. He is, he is solid. He's, he's been an evangelist in Israel for decades. He goes on the streets and he worships, he worships in, in public square. And he just talks to people about Jesus and he's in his late sixties and he, he has the energy of a, a late 20 year old. He's just excited about God. And whenever I would hear him pray or whenever I would hear him, um, teach or preach, he always started off by putting his hands up. He says, father, we come before you with Thanksgiving in our hearts. Every time it's embedded in the culture. We come before you with Thanksgiving. We come before you with Thanksgiving. And he, uh, he's actually, his health has turned pretty bad. He's a, he actually owns a hotel, Hotel Gilgal, a beautiful hotel in Tel Aviv, and his health is fading. But I keep up with him on Facebook. And through his illness and, and disease, he's still thanking the Lord. He still thanks the Lord. And he posts, I just want to thank the Lord for his goodness. I just want to thank the Lord for his mercy. Psalms 136 is a psalm of thanksgiving. The first three verses is a proclamation of who God is, that he's the God of God, the Lord of Lords. Verses four through nine, it's that he is the creator of the earth, that he's a creator of the sea, the sky, the stars. Verses 10 through 16, he's the deliverer of Egypt. Excuse me, he's a deliverer of Israel out of Egypt. He took care of them in the wilderness. The Psalms, we don't know who wrote this Psalm, but it talks about how God was with Israel in the wilderness. And that in 17 verse 22, those verses that God fought against the kingdoms that tried to destroy Israel. And then verses 23 through 26 of this chapter, it talks about the merciful God who remembers his creation. And so we're going to read this psalm as they would have sung it. I can't sing. I know how to sing a psalm, but we're going to sing. We're going to we're going to say this psalm together. It's a call and response. It's a call and an echo. I'm going to read the first part and you guys are going to echo with it for the mercy of the, uh, for his mercy endures forever. Okay. All right. I'm going to say it and you're going to, re- you're going to say that portion. You ready? All right. Oh, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. Okay. I heard all of that section. I didn't hear any of this section. Come on. For the mercy of the Lord endures forever. Come on. We got to come on. Get it out. Are you serious? I'm serious about this. For the mercy of the Lord endures forever. Oh, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. Oh, give thanks to the God of gods. Oh, give thanks to the Lord of lords. Who remembered us in our lowly state. Verse 23. And rescued us from our enemies. Who gives food to all flesh. 
Oh, give thanks to the God of heaven. His mercy endures forever. Amen. Amen. God, all throughout Scripture, wants his people to have a heart of thanksgiving. It's not just a day. It's a way. It's a way of life. It's not just something we celebrate at the end of, of November, but it's, it's a lifestyle that we must have. To, the reason that God wants us, his people to have a heart of thanksgiving is this. Number one, to remind us that he is God and we are not. He is God and we are not. He is. Because in those verses, verses four through nine, it talks about Jesus, God, as the creator, the sustainer of all. That he is the one who created earth, the sea, the sky, the stars, the created ourselves. The Lord is the creator of all. He is God. He is sovereign. Sovereign is an old word. Just just means he's the one in charge. And you know what? He doesn't ask for our opinion. He doesn't ask for our input. He do. He does what he wants, when he wants, how he wants. Sometimes that stinks for me. I don't know about you, but sometimes I'll kind of want God's input, uh, me to give God's input. Hey, I don't like this, God. I'm not down with this. I, I don't, I don't, I don't know about this plan. I don't know about this, what you're doing right now. I want to give you my opinion. Ha 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 ha. God is God and I am not God. You know, as, as a, as a kid growing up, I would, my parents would try to tell me to do something or, or they will give me a reason why I couldn't go do something. And I would just kind of get upset, kind of like I would with God, if he's doing something I don't want, I don't like. And I always say, well, mom, why dad, why? And they, they give me this deep theological answer because I, what? Because I, because I said so. That ain't no reason. That's not a good reason for me. How many of y'all remember that as a kid growing up? Because I said so. I, I, you know, that's a horrible thing as a kid to hear, but as a parent, it's the best thing to say as a parent. Why? Because I said so. That's why. I, I have an authority over you. I am, I am sovereign in that way over you. But, you know, as our kids are getting older, we give them wisdom of why we make decisions to help them make the better decisions as they get older. But it's because I said so. And that's with, with that is God in this, having a heart of Thanksgiving, we have to realign ourselves knowing that he is God and we're not, he's a creator. We're the creation. And so to have that, it's, it's that we're not, we're not ourselves. We're not self-made. We're not our own person. There was a young corporal that came up to Winston Churchill and saluted him and said, sir, this is during the uh, world war II. said, sir, I want you to know that I'm a self-made man. Winston Churchill looked at him and said, young man. I want you to know that you just relieve God of his solemn responsibility. We are not self-made men. doesn't matter what successes we've had. doesn't matter what we own. It doesn't matter what's been, what we, what's going on in our lives. We are not, we're, we're totally 100% dependent on God. It's even our faith. The word says that God has given to each man a measure of faith. So even your ability to believe God, even your ability to have faith in God was given by God himself. And so we have to realize in the, and when we have a heart of thanksgiving that he is God and that we are not the second one, the second one to live a life of thanksgiving for, to have a heart of thanksgiving. It helps us to remind that he is good 
and that his mercy endures forever. This is all from Psalms 136, that he is good and his mercy endures forever. Has the Lord been good to you? Has the Lord been showing you mercy? Has he been good to you this year? Even through the chaos and, and the crisis and all of that stuff, he's been good to you? He's been good to us. He's been so good to us. You know, maybe some of us have lost our jobs. Maybe some of us have lost someone. Or maybe some of us have lost our way. He's still good. He's still good. There's a man in in prison, which is a loose term. Really, it's a dungeon. And in a dungeon, he's chained. He has shackles on his wrists and on his ankles, and he's got chains. And it's damp. It's dark. He's cold. He's he's in this dungeon. He's been accused of just simply believing and teaching and preaching about Jesus. And this man who has a help, he's able to write a letter to a church in a city of Ephesus. And this guy, Paul, writes something really strange in chapter 5 of the book of Ephesians. Verses 19, he says this, speak to one another, speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God, the Father for everything, and in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. What? Paul, do you not realize where you're at? Do you not realize... What's going on in your life? You, you're, you're scared. You're about to die. You don't know what's going to happen. You don't know if you're going to be released or not. What are you talking about? Sing and make melody, praise and worship God. Give thanks to God for everything. What's wrong with you, Paul? Look at your circumstances. Look at your life. You have no reason to be thankful. Paul had it all. Paul was at the top of his game. Pharisee of Pharisees. He was, he had honor. He had wealth. He had esteem. He had it all. He, if anyone could keep the law, it was him. If anyone could, could walk the line, it was Paul. Until he got a revelation of who the Son of God is. Until he realized who Jesus is. And he says, I count all of that as loss. I count all of those things as worthless. And a man who can sit in a dark dungeon can say, be thankful for, to God in all things. I believe he has a little bit of something I don't have. He's got a deep revelation of the goodness of God. God is good. He is so good to us. Even when we don't deserve it. Even in this year, he's so good to us. The third thing God wants to God does when we, when we have a heart of thanksgiving, he reminds us that he is great 
and greatly to be praised. He's great and greatly to be praised. I love, I love in uh, the book, uh, the, the chapter, uh, excuse me, Psalms, the book of Psalms, chapter 100. It's one of my favorite Psalms regarding Thanksgiving. And it says this, it says, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name for the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting and his truth endures to all generations. I love that first part where it says enter his gates with thanksgiving. In the Old Testament, when you have this, you have the tabernacle of Moses or you have the temple of Solomon it is divided up into several things, but one of them is the walls, the walls that are around the whole property that the temple is sitting on. And inside the walls are the, the outer courts and the inner courts. And as you're making your way towards the, the temple, as you're making your way towards the tabernacle, you pass things such as the basin to wash your hands or an altar to, to, to present a sacrifice to God. And then you go into the holies and then a holy of holies. But before you do all of those things, you have to approach the wall and you have to approach the gates. And how do you walk through a gate? The Bible says with thanksgiving. The very first thing you do is be thankful to him. When you show up at FWC on a Sunday morning or you or every morning when your feet hit the floor, the first thing that we need to be needs to be out of our mouth is thanksgiving to God. Father, we thank you before I even praise you. I just want to thank you. I thank the Lord. I come, I enter to your gates with thanksgiving and into your courts with praise. Thanksgiving and praise. They're the heavenly language of faith. Thanksgiving and praise are the heavenly language of faith. Philippians four, six through seven says this, be anxious for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. It's an interesting thing. Why didn't Paul just say, be anxious for nothing? But in everything, by prayer and supplication, which just means earnest prayer, uh, of, of, of almost like a begging, a supplication, be anxious for nothing, but everything by prayer and supplication, let your requests be made known to God. Why did he have to wrap that with thanksgiving? I believe because when, we, when we're anxious about something, when we're stressed about something, when I'm stressed over a situation, and I present this to the Lord and say, God, I'm, I'm concerned about this. I'm worried about this. This is what I'm asking. This is what I'm doing. All I'm doing is just presenting my problem. I'm worried. I'm stressed. I need you. I need your intervention. This is it. But when I do it with thanksgiving, I say, God, this is my issue. This is my problem. And I thank you that you're my source. I thank you that who you are. I thank you that you have never left me. You've not forsaken me. Jesus, you said that you are with me even to the ends of the, of the age. God, I thank you that you are my answer. I thank you, God, for the things that you did in the past. And if you did it then, you could do it again. What am I doing? I'm wrapping my problem in thanksgiving and I'm presenting that to the Lord and he calls that faith faith present your requests with thanksgiving that's so good because there's a there's a lot to worry about there's, there's a lot of there's, there's that we live in unprecedented times. we do I've never seen a year like this some of you guys have lived a lot longer than I have and you've seen some of these things but I haven't I haven't seen 
hardships or, or difficulties or riots or a disease that's just not going to happen. Or I've seen the economy go up and go down. I, I haven't. But you know what? There is nothing new under the sun. There isn't. There's ebbs and flows. There's ups and downs. It is. I'm going to ask the worship team to come back up if you're here. Worship team to come back up. You know, 1863, our president then was Abraham Lincoln. And in the midst of a civil war, brother against brother, I just, I can't imagine. Civil war. The stuff that he's going through as a president and what he's seeing lay out in the country that he's over and the chaos and, and just the hatred and all of those things that he sees. He writes something. He says this. The year that is drawing towards its close has been filled with the blessings of fruitful fields and healthy skies. To these bounties, which are so constantly enjoyed that we are prone to forget the source from which they come. Population has steadily increased, notwithstanding the waste that has been made in the camp, in the siege, the battlefield, and the country. Rejoicing in the consciousness of augmented strength and vigor is permitted to expect continuance of years with large increase of freedom. Boy, that's faith. No human counsel has devised, nor hath any mortal hand worked out these great things. They are the gracious gifts of the Most High God, who while dealing with us in anger for our sins, hath nevertheless remembered mercy. It has seemed to me fit and proper that we should be solemnly, reverently, and gratefully acknowledged as with one heart and with one voice by the whole American people. I do therefore invite my fellow citizens in every part of the United States and also those who are at sea or those who are sojourning in foreign lands to set apart and observe the last Thursday of November as a day of thanksgiving and praise to our beneficent Father who dwelleth in the heavens. Abraham Lincoln knew something that Paul knew. In the midst of hard times, you lift up thanksgiving. When things are not working out too well, you lift up praise. He's been good to us. I wonder if I stand. I know you settled. I know you got your nest made. I know you're kind of feeling comfortable. But we're going to spend some time thank, giving God thanks. How proper is it for us to remember this year? This is a year you will tell your grandkids. This is a year that you will remember. And your testimony will be this. I stand on the rock, my foundation. 
I will not be moved, but I will be thanking him for all that he's done. I'm ending the year well. I'm ending the year in praise. I'm ending the year in thanksgiving. I want to do what Abraham Lincoln did. I want to proclaim in the midst of chaos, civil strife, I want to be thankful to the Lord. If my dungeon is dark, I don't know if what's going to happen next. I'm going to remember that God is God and I am not. I'm going to remember that he is good and his mercy endures forever. I'm going to remember that he is great and greatly to be praised. Let's praise the name of the Lord. There's a tradition in my family. Every year we sing this song, Give Thanks. And as you were singing this song, I want you to think about this year. Think about what he's done. Think about what you have. And give him praise and thanksgiving for it. Let's worship the Lord together. Who's given Jesus Christ, His Son? Give thanks with a grateful heart. Give thanks to the Holy One. Give thanks because He's given. Jesus Christ, His Son, and now let the weak say I am strong, let the poor say I am rich, because of what the Lord has done. Jesus Christ
thanks. You're so worthy. Thank you, God. Thank you that we're here. Thank you that you're here. Thank you that you're moving. Thank you that you're saving. Thank you that you're redeeming. Thank you. We've got a lot to be thankful for. A lot to be thankful for. Our Heavenly Father, we worship you. We praise you. Before you share a meal and Thanksgiving, share a meal together our first meal of Thanksgiving and if you walked in and and you didn't have grab a communion cup with the elements there's ushers that are around just please slip up your hand and they'll be able to provide you with one the first layer exposes the way for the bread which is a representation of Christ's body which was broken for you that he is called the bread of life and his he's in scriptures it says that by his stripes we are healed the very first whip was the very first healing. His body was broken for us. The Lord says, I give my body, this is my body, which is broken for you. As often as you eat this, as often as you do this, you do this in remembrance of me. So Father, we thank you for the body that was broken for us. Thank you that we can find healing in the bread of life. You are a bread of life. We remember the cross. We thank you for that this morning. That you tore the veil and that we have access to the Father. We thank you for the precious body of Jesus our Savior. Let's take this together. Now as we pull back the juice, the juice is a representation of his blood. In the Old Testament, a priest would come once a year to offer a sacrifice, a blood sacrifice, and in, in asking God to, through this blood, cover the sins of the people for that year. We don't have to do that anymore because the precious blood that was spilled on the cross not just covers our sins, but it washes them, all of them, and makes us white as snow. The blood of Jesus. There is power in the blood. 
God, I thank you that when you look upon me, you see your sacrifice of your son, Jesus. When you look upon me, you see the blood of Jesus. Father, I thank you that I have been made righteous in your sight through the blood of Jesus. Father, I thank you that that sin does not take hold of me. And Jesus, I have victory in the name and the blood of Jesus. We overcome Satan by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. So we thank you this morning for the blood of Jesus. May it always cleanse us, may it always purify us. We thank you for the blood. Let's take it together. struggling right now in your body the healer is here if you are struggling with thoughts in your mind emotional instability the healer is here thank you Jesus Father right now in Jesus name touch these precious people right now in Jesus name be healed Prince of Peace we humbly ask you to come right now into every situation heal every emotion calm every storm right now with your sweet anointing with your sweet presence, with the sweet blood of Jesus. Thank you, God. Receive that right now. Receive that right now.
your people in the name of the Lord. I thank you that they're strong. God, I thank you that you're with them. Thank you that the yoke that is on them is easy. I thank you that the burden is light because you walk with them. You talk with them. God, I thank you, God, that they are light bearers in the darkness. That they have the authority as an ambassador of the Most High God to go into their workplaces, to go into the marketplaces, to shine the light of Jesus so bright. God, may may the world see something different about us this week. May may they see that even though things are chaotic or things are in question or things are just strange, God, they, they sense a peace upon us. that peace because I know the Father and He is good and His mercy endures forever. Speak life to everybody. Speak wholeness to every mind. I speak peace and love and unity in every marriage, in every family, every home. God, may we go out rejoicing. May we go out with songs of praise, songs of thanksgiving, to the one who is worthy of all, our King of kings and Lord of lords. Thank you for meeting us here, God. Thank you for your word and the truth that it is to our lives. In Jesus' name, amen.